Okay, welcome everybody who is tuning in to another episode. We're welcoming my precious friend, Laura Allred, today. Give us a wave, Laura. Say hi to us. Where are you, where are you from right now? Dallas, Texas in the United States. Okay, yeah. so Laura and I met, oh, five years ago? 2013. 2013. Okay, 2013. 2013. So a and good thing. Now I know because that's the year I got pregnant. Yes. And that was right before, like it was like right after I met you. So right, it was. You got home and you were literally pregnant. Yeah. Within a few awesome. weeks. Oh, and there's such a great story. Um, so we met through a good friend, good mutual friend, Rick Pino, when we were looking for someone to bring out to Sailor like Women's Retreat. And Rick was like, oh, you need to bring Laura. She's awesome. And you are awesome. You're amazing. So I tried to think about how to describe you. Um, oh. And I came up with Mexican tribal. Oh, come say hi. This is uh, my daughter and our cat. <laughs> the cat's head's big as Evangeline. <laughs> hi. <laughs> mom, mom. Cat's a cat. <laughs> she could not be put off. She was like holding them like this, you know, so I'm like, poor cat. For, for the cat's safety, it was time for her to like show you guys so then she could go away. Okay. okay, awesome. Anyway, okay, how did you describe me? Okay, so I said you were a Mexican fireball. Yeah. Ah, hi. Yeah. You are, you are. You are prophetic. Mm -hmm. You're an amazing speaker, but you're also an activist. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah you would. would. And we'll get to that where you can tell us about some of the amazing things that you have done. Mm. activated in your life in a sense. I have a strong justice bone. That's the thing. I'm you like, do. you know, yeah. so that's why I'm an activist because I have such a strong justice bone. So, okay. So you're a Mexican fireball with a strong justice bone. Uh -huh. sure. <laughs> you put that in your bio. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're amazing. I love you and I miss I you. you. Thanks so much for doing this interview for all of our peeps out there. Gosh, I'm so happy to do it. Oh, so um, so let's start with a few questions. Right. So first question for you today, Laura Allred, is um, so what's been happening for you and Gabe and Evangeline and your community in this season of coronavirus? Yeah, listen, I like have the giggles. I'm so excited to see you. I'm like, so sorry. Listen, I'm just so excited to see you. <sighs> yeah. So man, what a crazy roller coaster, like what a roller coaster for us. And it's like, we were talking just a second before we recorded, like literally all over the world, everyone is going through this thing together. And like how crazy is it like from one week to the next our lives are completely turned upside down so you saw my five-year-old and then of course my husband is here so it's the three of us and 
quarantine with a five-year-old or littles, come on mamas, you know, is not like quarantine without littles. <laughs> I mean, it's been, it hasn't been super restful. I haven't gotten to pick up any new hobbies or anything fun like that. I haven't really binge watched anything at all. Um, right. So we've been busy and if I, you know, we've been playing Barbies over here. Um, but also, I don't know if you saw that I accepted a new ministry assignment. Well, as I saw something and I was going to ask you about it. So our home church, it's Trinity Church here in Cedar Hill, Texas. Um, it's an amazing church. We, we love our pastors. We've been there. Well, I've been there since I've been married to Gabe. He's been there for 20 something years and we've been married for 13 years. So um, they invited me to be their young adult pastor. So... Stop it. Here wow. I am. Congratulations. So I love the 20 something age so much. Both Gabe and I love that age. We love, I love junior high and I love 20 somethings. Those are the two, to me, one of the most pivotal parts because you need that transition of out of childhood into, you know, adolescence. And that's such a vulnerable <laughs> time. And right. And the yeah. same for 20 somethings. You're like growing out of adolescence into adulthood and you're making all these decisions that will affect the trajectory of your life. And so I, I started that as soon as quarantine began. Wow. So a new ministry assignment, a new job and a five-year-old needless to say, Barbies. And, yeah. And Barbies and preaching. So yeah, it's been crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you know, we go to the we go to the grocery store with masks on. Are you guys wearing masks there to the store and stuff? No, it's not. Um, it's not essential here, but I think it's essential there, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. which is stupid. And then, like you know, two things that don't go well with hot with um, masks are glasses, which I don't wear. <laughs> I'm so glad because then they steam up, right? But also hot flashes. Oh and no! Yeah. Um, woo, honey, in the store, <laughs> Mexican. Firecracker was right because yeah, those two things don't go well. Oh so. no, yeah, I'm pretty thankful that we don't have to wear masks here. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's how we go to. The, that's how we shop now. It's just weird. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Mm. Oh. Okay, yeah. you ready for the next question? Yeah, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. All right. So, as I said before, and you mentioned your strong justice bone, mm. um, you are such a catalyst for change, Laura. And, you know, one of your great stories, I don't know if you'd agree, but one of your great stories is when you did the 40-day walk. 21. 21 21-day walk, but 40... 200... No, 250 oh. miles. Okay, so, I don't know. Let's do that conversion real quick. I don't know what it is. What's, what's the conversion? <laughs> 250 <laughs> miles. Okay. You keep talking. I'll figure it yeah, out. So, um... You know, when I was a real young girl, the Lord um, put in my heart uh, the issue of life and abortion in America. E you know, even before I actually knew how babies were made, <laughs> I, I did know, you know, I, I learned about what abortion was and the Lord put something in my heart. And then fast forward, you know, a lot of years as I grew <clears throat> in ministry and as an adult, it kind of lay dormant for a little while. Um, but then in my 30s, I... Um, in my hometown where I'm from, which is Houston. So it's a, it's a four hour drive down from, from Houston to Dallas. There was an abortion clinic that was being built and it was in an old bank that was in my neighborhood that I grew up in. So it was real strategically placed in minority neighborhoods. 
I would love, this is probably a conversation for another time, but the roots of abortion in our nation are really deep in eugenics and really going after like minority communities and it's in the guise of, you know, they're, they're, they can't afford a baby, but really anyway, it's a lot, it's kind of a lot. The, the, the founder of Planned Parenthood in the 1920s, Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist and a friend of Hitler's, so there's that. Um, so anyway, this abortion clinic was being built at seven, 70,000 square feet. It's the largest one in the Western hem hemisphere outside of China. And I just, my heart just really, I just felt like we need to do something. So we started with prayer meetings with like just a handful, you know, listen, I'm not going to preach, but let me just say, when the Lord gives you a vision or a dream, you know, be faithful in the small things, right? The Lord wants to see that you're going to be faithful in the small things. What, what is your portion on the wall? What is the thing that God has given you? Be faithful with that, even if it's just you and two other mamas praying together or whatever it looks like. So we, you know, I was in my thirties and we would pray with just like 15, then it grew to 30. Then we did a, a prayer siege and a couple hundred people came out. And then it went from there to a prayer meeting of 10,000. Come on. I mean, you know, faithful in the small things, you have to start somewhere. You have to yeah. start, so just start. Yeah. So then the Lord was uh, really, I laid it, felt like he laid it on my heart to do a prophetic prayer journey. Um, and just like Ezekiel, remember when he laid on his side for 40 days to care, to carry the sin of Israel? It was kind of in a similar way. It was a prophetic act like, you know, we're going to walk and we're going to pray and repent for the 60 million babies at that point that had been aborted in America. So 39 young women and, and I. Three times the population of Australia, FYI. Wow, really? Yep. Wow. So 39 young women, because it was 39 years of legalized abortion, 39 young women representing those years, walked wow. from Houston back to Dallas. And Dallas is very significant because it's where the first federal filings for legalized abortion were filed. So it's basically where the law that passed abortion was started in our nation. So these two places were kind of relatively geographically close. So we said, we're gonna, we're gonna walk. And we walked for 21 days, 250 miles, which is how many? 400 kilometers. Yeah, we did that. It's a long way. It's a long way and we prayed and we repented and we, um, yeah, it was an amazing strategic, special, special time. Of, of shifting things in the supernatural because we right. can do things in the supernatural that unlock things in the natural. Right. So lots of, lots of ministries were birthed out of that. A lot of babies right after that. One of my biggest things is there was a, a law that was passed in Texas. And while it was in the courts kind of battling that abortion was stopped in Texas and there were 400,000 babies that were saved. Wait, wow. yeah. or was it a hundred thousand? A lot of thousands. I don't remember. <laughs> That's phenomenal. And really in America, the tide is turning so much now with abortion, isn't it? Like yeah, it's becoming it, not eradicated, but it's really slowing down. Yeah, it really is. It's, um, it's really become, people are more aware. I think this younger generation, the latest stats that I read are like millennials and generation Z, they really are very pro-life. Like they see the injustice of, of taking a human life. So I think they have a lot to do with it. We've been praying, but yeah, the tide has really been turning. It will always be a battleground here. There is really a, a, a battle that's going on and I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful that, you know, people want to contend. Yeah. 
it's an amazing story. I love your passion. And that's why you're the Mexican fireball with the justice bone. But, you know, in this season of coronavirus and coming out of this season and that justice cry within you, is there anything that you want to see changed? Oh, man, so many things. <laughs> First of all, I don't think we're going to go back to normal. I don't think, I, I don't want to go back to normal. What, is normal? Before, what does that mean for you? So normal meant um, just, well, one thing I really can't stand is, you know, I don't know, I'm sure you guys heard like the American dream, right. the, vision, like, the American dream and getting stuck in that rat race of doing life and just busy, busy, busy. And even as a minister, like it was, it, it, I think out of the season, the, the depth that has come in from the presence of the Lord and from our hunger and from pushing pause on everything has been so beautiful. Um, and what I really want to see is the church awaken to who she is and the authority that she has to affect the climate around the world. Mm -hmm. And whether or not the climate of the world is fear or the climate of the, the world is faith and that we have the authority to affect, you know, our portion of the wall. And I think if every Christian were to adopt and, and really come into, this is, this is who I'm called to be. I'm called to bring the glory of the Lord to the earth. I'm called to be a lighthouse in the middle of crazy times. If we all did that as a body, oh, I just think, you know, I do have a justice bone, but here's what it is, Christy. I have a yes in my heart. Yeah. You know, so the Lord says, get 39 young women and, and walk 250 miles. It's more about having a yes in my heart to obey Jesus and to partner with him. Yes. It is about, you know, yes, it's justice, but it's about, it's about having a yes in my heart. So yes. I think that's what I would love is just for the church to go, okay, Lord, we surrender. We lay down all these, we trim off the fat and we lay down all these extra things that we were doing, even though they, some of them were good. Yeah. Maybe it was quantity and not quality, but let's stay in quality. That's what I would love to see. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm getting fired up over here on the other side of the world, listening you. to you. Come on, church. Time to arise and shine. Come on. Yes. Okay. So what, what is God really speaking to you right now about this season? So this whole year, 2020, man, wow. So... I'm a part of a prophetic group. You know, Cindy does the, 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 the prophetic word every year. So the yeah. big word for the year, for the, the Lord, the word of the Lord this year was reset. Yeah. Right? Year of reset. <laughs> so I got out my journal from January and I'm like, this now, year. Minute, when did that word happen? Just so the, that was in November. Last year. November of 2019. Pre-corona. So, yeah, pre-corona. So for context, for those that are watching, it's the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. We gather every year in November, actually at my home church. They come from all over the world and the nation, and we pray for two days together and say, like, what is the Lord saying? Um, and I was in and out this year, so I didn't get to be a part of the whole thing. But, but the big takeaway was year of reset. And it's also the Hebrew word is, or the calendar is the year of the mouth. So it's a year to be to be vocal and to open your mouth and to make declarations. So my journal, January, little, little did I know, I'm like, this year is a year of reset. This year, we're, we're, I'm, I'm going to hard reset my whole life. I'm coming out of business. I'm moving back into ministry. But little did we know that literally 
everything was going to be reset. You know when your phone messes up and it glitches, it's not working properly, what do you do? You reset. power the whole thing down, you need yeah. a reset. You're not seeing text messages or whatever, it's not working properly. properly. You power the whole thing down, let it have a rest, wake it back up, and then it's working the way it should be. Wow. And that's what, <clears throat> that's what the, that's what's happening in the spirit. Wow. Like, yeah, I don't, the Lord did, the Lord didn't ordain coronavirus, but he's not going to waste this season. Right. And you know, he's going to make something amazing out of it. So I started with a fast in February, the, a global fast, and it was a 40 day fast. And if you've ever done an extended fast, you know, when you're fasting count, the Lord is just like right here. <laughs> you know, like you're just like right here, and you just like because you're, you know, you're so aware. Your spirit is just so aware. So I started this fast, and I was it was a pretty intense fast. I was doing um, only water, and then Evangeline, wow. and then Evangeline's uh, spring break got extended, and she was going to be home for another week. And I was like, okay, Lord, uh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Because I was trying to fast with her at home, you know, and then I, once school got, you know, canceled, I was like, okay, I have to eat because I was, she was like playing in the back with mud and I was like, but, but in these last few weeks, as we've gotten deeper and deeper into this quarantine, cause we're still pretty isolated here. The Lord has been like this again, and I'm not fasting, yes. but it's like the Holy Spirit is just waiting and just so available and ready to pour out right now. Yes. So it's like that nearness of fasting, but I still get to eat. It's awesome. Yes, <laughs> yes that's awesome. That's win-win. It's been awesome. So what the, I, the Lord is just, I, I just felt what the Lord is saying is, is just lean into me. And, and don't forget what this season was like. And when you go back to, to normal, you know, keep the quality of just marinating in my presence and being with me and just getting that authority out of that intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. I love that. I love, love, love that. I love that. That is so good. So you good. said that, um, oh, you said something really amazing just then that I wanted to recapture and it's totally left my brain. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I think that just got me off track. <laughs> you know, when you're fasting, like, don't you feel that? Like, you, you know. Just I like, do. And I yeah. totally agree with you that the Lord has just felt so super close in this season. And I don't know about you, but, but I'm sensing big picture for church and world, but I'm also sensing so much for myself. And I feel like yeah. a reset in identity an expectation and who am I and what, what is my role in the next season and yeah. you know, just letting go of all the pretense and you know all of that and just seeking to be found by him and seeking to find him again it's just I don't know about you are you sensing things like that for, I mean for yourself oh absolutely like just my, my hunger level Yes. You know, it's, it's like, you know, when I first came to the Lord again, you know, we, we can sometimes become like professional ministers and we're like, yes, Lord, I love you. But, but my hunger level is that like, I'm getting up, you know, 4.30, 30 in the morning, just because I want to be with Jesus. Cause yes. it's just, I feel that deep crescent to deep kind of yearning and leaning into the Lord. Like I haven't in years and years and it's just fresh and I just want more. And I, I'm just, yeah, I just want to, I just want to stay there, you know? Yeah. So, so part of me is like, 
Yeah. I'm ready for quarantine to be over, but I kind of yes. am I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm no, like, not too soon, not too soon. It's so sacred, you know, like let's, let's keep, yeah. That's a good word. It is sacred. It's yeah. sacred. And I feel like, you know, we, we probably walked into this city going, no, this is terrible. But then we're so pleasantly surprised by all the treasure to be found in it, you know, that sacredness with the Lord and family time has just been incredible. I know what you said. You were talking about the phone turning off. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, being off for a season and then being rebooted so that it functions properly again. I loved that. That's so good. And I feel like that is so what's been happening. And, you know, there's, because I was, I think I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, there's like a soft reset and a hard reset, right? So yes. a soft reset is when you power down. And then if the phone still doesn't work properly, then you have to do a hard reset and it becomes even more intense. So I've kind of been like, Lord, are you challenging us to like, basically lean into this? Like, let's lean into it and let's, you know, not fight it and resist it so that, again, so that we can learn, we can learn well in this season and not be forced to something later, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So that's a it's great thing. I love it. I know there's so much to think about right now too. I, I'm thinking a lot, which is not normal because it's you know, so busy. You run from one thing. Yeah. to the thing. You don't get a lot of, a lot of time to just think. And right. So I get the thinking thing, but you know, that if that's one thing that you wish, um, you know, Christians would know in this season is just to embrace that. Like what, what else would you love for Christians just to know and understand about this season? Well, you know how we read like, you know, books, stories in the Bible that we know how they end, like Esther, for instance, because she's one of my favorites, you know, yeah. and we see Esther in the middle of this storyline or Joseph, we see him in prison and we see them in the middle of the storyline and, and we, you know, they don't know how it ends. We know how it ends. So sometimes we read it with a, a bias. We don't really put ourselves yeah. in their place of, she had no idea in this moment of, of how things were going to end. Um, and, you know, in all these years, we've been praying for the church to, to rise up and we've been praying for certain things. And I, and I feel like we are, can you hear all that? that we are, we're in the middle of a, of a moment. We're in the middle of a moment like that. Yeah. And we, we're in this, this moment where we don't know how the story's going to end, but we can really um, be a significant presence in it. So I just, what I just wish, it's kind of what I said earlier, but what I just wish is that the, the church would really realize her authority yes. and 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 just the the potential to to be a light. It's almost like we've been praying for this moment for you know, Lord, one day you're going to do this one day, and you know, and I don't know if this is the end times. I don't know, but I know this is a significant moment in our in our in our history that you know I, I want the church to be a, a light on top of a hill, showing people how to respond and bring Jesus. Yeah, Come on, I love that. You know, a lot of people have been talking about revival this year. I don't know if it came up in your prophetic summit in November. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That and the harvest, a billion soul harvest. Like, yeah, so we're going to see a harvest of, of souls like we've never seen before. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like the sense is that this is this is the beginning of that? This could be the, the onset of something? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I, in our, in our corner of the world, our little corner 
in Texas. You know, our church has been real active in community things, and we have um, been giving out groceries by the thousands and thousands and thousands. And there are people that are coming back to church for a first time in a long time because our churches are open. Um, and there are people that are coming to receive groceries and that are coming to the Lord that are, that, you know, our, our church is really big on community outreach. Like for instance, this right. morning, there's a little cafe, a struggling cafe, brand new little one that opened that our church is paying her rent for June because business has been so slow. Oh, wow. So things like that, you know, just, just being able to be available to reach out for, for people that don't know, because right now they're looking and our social media, and I'm sure you guys are seeing this too, social media reach um has oh, been yeah. people it's we're reaching people that we would never have likely been able to reach before because they're looking they're searching they're hungry right. and they're they're so they're thinking too we're thinking right but the people that don't know jesus are also at a crossroads they're also finding themselves you know in a place they've never been before and searching deep into their souls so come yeah. on let the harvest come in i love that you know, it's so exciting, isn't it? Like we, we're having the same people contacting us. You know, we did some water baptisms on the weekend, which was awesome. And Fine. You know, people asking us to be baptized. Would you baptize us? And we don't know that from, from anything. That's awesome. Um, I know, right? Fine. So good. It, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, but I think you're right. I think it's, you know, every Christian working together, owning their space on the wall. Yeah. Fulfilling the mandate of Jesus. Yes. And like, let's pray into that harvest, right? Because, you know, just as we're searching, we have extra time. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit to invade homes, the people that are curious, people that are lonely, people that are, are depressed, that they're searching for something and like, let them find Jesus. Okay, why don't you pray right now? I'm yes. Oh, Lord. Pray. Right now, Father, Lord, Lord, in this unprecedented time, God, of of shift and change and disruption, Lord, we dare to believe that that you again, Lord, we know you didn't ordain coronavirus, Lord, but we dare to believe that you could use this disruption as a holy disruption, God, as a divine disruption, Lord, for those who don't know you, Lord, who are searching, Lord, who who um have just they've been going through life day to day, deep inside, knowing they had holes in their soul, but never really coming to face, face to face with those holes in their soul. Lord, as they're searching them out and there's their they're being faced with them in this time, Lord. We pray that you would rush in, Holy Spirit, that you would rush in, Jesus, that you would show people um, who you are, even visit them in their dreams. And, yeah. and as they search, Lord, that they would find Christians ready with open arms saying, we have the answer and it is Jesus. Yeah. And this time we have the answer for your peace. We have the answer for your joy. We have the answer that will break depression. We have the answer for our nation and his name is Jesus. So God use us. And I pray Lord that Lord, my sisters that are watching, my Aussie sisters that are watching, Lord, that you would bless them with the gift of intercession and with the gift of prayer, Lord, that we would not be only so inward during this season, but Lord, that you would bless us with prayers that go also outward, Lord, yeah. to our community and those that are lost, Father, that we would not be so inward and self-seeking or searching, Lord, that we wouldn't lift our eyes and see that the harvest is plentiful and yes. right 
and ready, Lord, and we are your laborers, Lord, and we ask you to send more laborers, Father, in Jesus' name. And God, I pray, Lord, for those that are watching who've been uh, really affected by this, Lord, even their mental health and their um, just angst in their family. Holy Spirit, I pray for peace to rule and reign in our hearts, our minds, and our homes. God, that you would come like a river, Lord, and just, just run through our homes and wash out heaviness and wash out depression, Lord, wash out of fear, Lord, and just come with your peace, God. Lord, heal marriages. I just feel like someone is watching who's been really um, in major strife in your marriage and you've just been at each other and at each other and at each other during this season. And the Lord wants to heal your marriage and bring reconciliation. Mm. So we just thank you for that, Lord. Mm. Open hearts, Lord, to receive your healing. Heal families, Lord. Bring your joy, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Pour your spirit out, Lord, as we're leading up to Pentecost. God, yeah. in that direction, Lord. Pour your spirit out again, God. Pour your spirit out, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Woo! Loving it. Ah! I love it. Oh, okay. Last question. Thank you for coming. Okay. Yeah. How has C19 changed you? And how do you want your future to look? Will it be the same? Will it be different? I think the way it's changed me is by reminding me that it's not about always what I'm doing and being busy and, and, and like, you know, we have great church programs, you know, we have our schedule. We had, we were doing amazing things. And like our pastor said before uh, he was talking to, to us as a staff and he's like, we used to be like, come to church, come to church, but now we're bringing church to people. Yes. And so I love that. And I don't want to change from that. I want to continually pursue. And um, so, but how it's changed me personally is it's just reminded me of my first love. It's brought me back to my first love again. And just really the importance of the secret place with Jesus the importance of, of finding time to tarry in the presence of the Lord and not be rushed. Yes. Like that's how it's changed me. And I don't want to go back to being busy again. I just, I don't, yeah. I would rather, I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other part of the question? Has it changed me? What else? What do you want your future to look like? But I think you kind mm -hmm. of said that you just don't yeah. want to rush. Yeah. I don't want to get sucked back into that pinwheel of just, I just, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want life to carry me away like that again. And, and I want to be able to discern like the good ideas. I, I want to be able to discern like really the Holy Spirit's best for that moment yeah. so that I don't just have awesome, great ideas. Cause I'm an idea will, you know, like I like, I like, and, but just yeah. really, yeah, be, be tempered by the Holy Spirit. Oh, I love that. I think, um, yeah, something I heard T.D. Jake say a couple of weeks ago was that, that? you don't need... <laughs> hey? I said, who's that? But I'm just joking. You know, his church is literally... Anyway, go ahead. Well, it, it just, he just said something. He says a lot of things, but this just really hit me that you don't have to tell the birds to come and eat bread. 
the hungry will come for bread. And I feel like so yeah. often, you know, as a minister, I'm throwing out bread, but I'm throwing out um, apple pie and I'm throwing out chop, like pork chops and I'm, I'm giving yeah. people a full 10-course meal, which is making me busy and occupying people's space when actually all they need is real true bread. Come on. Yeah. Bread. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, part of me is just looking forward to going back to church and giving real true bread and seeing who will come to eat. You know, that's, come on. that's something that I'm really excited about. Just, you know, that rat race of ideas and good things, but, you know, just yeah. the real true bread, just give us all that, you know. That quality, quality over quantity. Right. Just quality over quantity. Like, you know, that's that's really what I, I think I know for our house here, that's really what we're going after. And like even this morning, my husband's a worship leader at our church. And so we're used to like a good praise song, a good, you know, a good little yeah. song when we come in and, you know, three or four songs, whatever. But this morning, we're just like, we feel the Holy Spirit calling us to that intimate, intimate place. So let's just, let's just enter straight into worship. Let's just like have something stripped down and simple and intimate, you know, so I, I think it's just listening to the Lord and, and, and following the Holy Spirit. So, you know, you're really seeing that in your church that you're just like not so wanting to do, you know, the two fast, the three slow, but you're actually really wanting to just follow Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is your church praying more? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So our pastors, our church is about 5,000 members or so <clears throat> and our pastors at the beginning of quarantine um, have done these devos on Facebook live three times a day, eight oh and four. Oh, wow. Wow. Three times a day, eight noon and four. And they have consistently done it. Gabe and I've done a few. They've consistently done it for now eight weeks and they've had some staff people do it as well, but I love it because they, we've kind of walked through this journey together. They've kind of shepherded us through this thing together. And as, and so we're kind of all going deep in this into like crying out for the Holy spirit to move. And you know, that's the way the, our hearts have shifted is all right, we want to move to God and we're just going to go after. So yeah, we're praying a lot more together. We're doing prayer collectives online. We're doing um, from eight 30 to 10 PM in the morning and at night, we're having two groups of prayer word, prayer and worship those three, you know, so, but it's, it's, it's like just, it's people doing it. It's our church doing it. Yeah. And it, yeah, we're praying together more for sure. I, I love, love it. That. Yeah. Any final it. comments, final thoughts? Um, well, I love you, Christy Blakey. I love, <laughs> I love you. you. I love you. I just, my final word would be like, let's not waste this moment. Yeah. Like, let's seize the day. Let's not waste this moment. Let's get everything out of this season that the Lord wants us to have. I think there are going to be two types of people, people that come out of quarantine having lost 20 pounds and then people <laughs> that come out of quarantine having gained 20 pounds. <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle right now, but well, you. <laughs> yeah, so I started off really well, but I feel the same way spiritually, like let's take advantage of this moment. I think we have an invitation to build some deep wells that we can draw from for years to come in this season, you know, that we're building deep wells in the season we can draw from this. So I would just say, keep digging those wells. Don't waste this moment. Wow. Yeah. Yes, that is so true. 
Um, speaking of pounds, you were the one that introduced me to Chewy's <gasps> Mexican, and now we just dream about Chewy's all the time. My daughter Amelia, who's 16 now, by the way, um, she's like, Oh, when we go to America, I can't wait to go to Chewy's because Mexican is her favorite food. Oh, so good. So, restaurants just opened up here. The first place the All Red family went to was Chewy's. Come on, it's the best. We can't wait. We we're actually supposed to be coming in July, but we, we had to cancel. Yeah, so that's sad. Okay. But there will be another time. Yeah, for sure. But thank you for your passion, your bread oh. passion. It's so contagious. I'm going to get fired up with you, Laura, already. Oh. And I love talking about the Lord with you. So thank oh. you I so love much. You. My joy, my pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you to everybody else for tuning in and watching thank another you. interview. So Big hugs from Texas to all of you. Yeah, come on. All right. I'm just going to press pause on record.